On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to mix it up uh, with... No, we're not. It's, it's more sadness. All right, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you're listening to this. Uh, genuinely, thank you for listening to Locked on Spartans. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for hanging on content around this team. Uh, today is, what is it? It's the day after Valentine's Day. Happy belated Valentine's Day to all of you lovely people out there. It is February 15th, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on 20% off. All right. Let's get into it. Family. Friends. Beloved. We are gathered here today to talk about the end of Michigan State's tournament. I can't do it. Like, who am I? Who am I kidding anymore? Like, this has been dead. Like, we needed a second 30-point defeat to really point to all of us that this tournament streak's already over. Um, So let me gather myself here for a hot second. I'm sure all you need to do the same. Listen, I know the game was Saturday, but let's not act like that. We're all handling this okay. (laughs) This sucks. This is really bad. Um, Guys, thank you for joining me. Uh, It is just going to be me today. Uh, Will actually got detained by uh, Lansing Area Police over the weekend after standing outside of Tom Izzo's house with a bullhorn screaming, uh, play Bingham more than 13 minutes, play Bingham more than 13 minutes, over and over again into the night until the cops arrived at 4.30 in the morning and took him away from the Izzo estate. Um, I don't even know if I'm really kidding there, actually, because uh, I know Will might have some thoughts on that. But you know what, guys? Um, I was going to say you're lucky. <laughs> not really, actually, because uh, I'm the lucky one here uh, that Will's not here. And really, I'm the lucky one that MSU had the game and really the season that they're having right now because, guys, you know the drill by now. You know our dynamic. Will's the brains of the podcast. He's the numbers guy. He's the analytics guy. But, <laughs> oh, lucky for us, guys, it's been so bad this year that you don't need a, a, a calculator to find out what's going wrong. You, you don't need a Ken Palm subscription to know what's going on. Uh, you, you, you could just be an, an idiot with two eyes like me to figure out that, like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, things are not going uh, as planned here. They're defined um, just what we could have could have possibly imagined uh, for how bad the season is. But, yeah, so why keep talking about how bad it is and let's just talk about Why? It's bad. Um, make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast anyway, uh, just for the heads up. Hey, you know what? <laughs> only took me five minutes to get to that point, uh, so kudos to me on that one. All right. All right, back on track. Guys, uh, before I go any further in this first segment, I I have to disclaim this because you know I love my disclaimers. If you listen to the show before, I, I can never talk down on someone without um, just clearing the air. And I got to do that about one Tom Izzo. Um, I could go on forever about just how great of a coach he is, a, a guy he is, whether it be just one-off personal experiences uh, or just really 
experiences we've all shared of him taking us to multiple Final Fours, multiple Big Ten titles, just multiple incredible seasons, 22 years straight in the tournament. Tom Izzo's the GOAT. He's the greatest. I love him. Would probably quite literally do anything for him, uh, which I'm sure is completely healthy for just a grown man to say about a college basketball coach. But, hey, here I am. I love Izzo, and I will not apologize for it. Um, (laughs) With that said, we have some things to talk about with one Tom Izzo. Um, Great coach. He's the man. And I think I'm done disclaiming things now. Um, MSU was down seven, ten minutes into the game. Down 20. 11 minutes into the game on Saturday, uh, in case you blocked it out of your head. Uh, Here I am to remind you all of that. Um, But let's not talk about what happened during the game. Let's actually point out some things that happened after the game in the press conference. Um, These are quotes that I just ripped completely off of Chris Solari's Twitter account. So thank you, Chris, for uh, doing your due diligence and writing quotes that I could later steal on a podcast recording on Sunday night. Um, All right, so... Aaron Henry uh, sat eight minutes in the first half, guys. MSU's best player, MSU's hungriest player, MSU's... What else can you say about him? Like, he's the only one that really kind of looks like he knows what's happening and wants to change things. Anyway, Izzo said, quote, It was just the kind... It was Nice, I can't even read. Let me try that again, guys. Izzo says, quote, It was just kind of the way it worked out. End of quote. Why Aaron Henry sat eight minutes in the first half. Felt there was a, quote, a different energy level, end of quote, when he returned after that. Okay. Um, It was just a kind of way it worked out would be a good quote from perhaps like a student manager or like Davis Smith. Someone that has little to no control over what happens in the lineups, what happens in the game, on the court. Like, just kind of way it worked out. Like, no. You can you quite literally control things and how they work out, especially lineups, how much minutes kids play. Like that, we can't just throw our hands up and chalk it up to like, hey, hey, be like that sometimes. Like, eh, whatever. Like, you could do that when you're talking about your team missing every single open three they've ever taken since leaving Durham, North Carolina. But actual physical lineups, like, no, that's on you. Okay, so. You get the point I'm trying to make here. Uh, let's go. Let's go on even further. If you guys remember, um, MSU won the battle uh, on holding Luca Garza to eight points. That's right. Suck at Iowa. Suck at Garza. We only held you to eight points. Who's the real winners of this game? It's still Iowa. Um, whatever. Anyway, so they doubled Garza, and in return, that uh, allowed up to 13 three pointers, and seemingly all 13 of them were wide open looks, and quite easy for them, especially in the first half. So, so what did he have to say about that? Says Murray and McCaffrey hitting early three was, quote, picking our poison, end quote. MSU held Garza to a season-low eight points, but also gave up 13 three-pointers. Quote, I didn't see it coming necessarily, but that's my job. Um, Show of hands whether you're listening at home, in your office, at the kitchen table, in a car, in an insane asylum, wherever you are right now. Show of hands, who who knew out there that Iowa was good at shooting the three-pointer? Who out there knew? that Iowa came into the game with the second-highest three-point percentage in the conference. Now it's first after that game. Uh, and also walked into East Lansing with the highest threes made per game. Just show of hands, who who could have told anyone out there that, hey, Iowa shoots the threes? 
You might want to guard the perimeter here. Uh, oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm only behind a microphone, but I can still see everyone raising their hands. Fan fantastic. Um, what? Like, just... This is... And here's the thing, too. The, what I'm about to say isn't something that's for MSU. They've done this all the time when another team has a dominant player, especially in the paint. They usually just give the guy... His run, hey, if if you want your 25 points, go for it. Luca, if you want your 30 points, go for it. You can hurt us down there. We're going to shut off all the issues around him that could also help as well. MSU did the contrary this time. They doubled Garza. They held him to eight points. Neglecting that Wieskamp, Bohannon, the McCaffreys, Murray can all splash threes. They left the perimeter open in the first half. That's how you get to down 20 points 11 minutes into the game in a must-win game of the season. That combined with Henry sitting for eight minutes. That's how you get there. I just, I don't get how that happens. There was a, a lot of chatter flying around earlier, maybe like a month ago. And maybe the word a lot is, is a lie. It was just a little bit. But it's loud when you hear it. Uh, the comparison of... Oh, Izzo really is uh, showing shades of D'Antonio later on uh, in his career. Like We all know D'Antonio. The recruiting definitely slipped off uh, a cliff. The in-game management was puzzling at best. Uh, you just go back to the Arizona State game, how he handled the last two-minute drill. Um, and at first I'm like, no, like this isn't the case at all. And one thing hasn't changed. Like, no, Michigan State's recruiting is still thriving. I mean, let's look at next year's class. But now I'm starting to walk back to the part where it's like, you know what? Maybe Izzo, does he still have the edge? I'm sure he does. Hall of Fame coach, you know, listen, I'm not saying that, you know. Okay, hold on. I'm definitely not saying that he has, like, something cognitively wrong with him. Like, I, I know there's a few of the crazies out there on Twitter saying that about older coaches. I'm not I'm not going to do that. But I'm saying, like, a lot of these are puzzling decisions. Not, not just Saturday. Not just Saturday. We could also go to Bingham playing an average of 10 minutes a game. We can go back to the Purdue game going against everything that worked. Not just letting Garza eat and then defending everything else around, knowing that Iowa is a great three-point team, is puzzling. Sitting Henry for eight minutes in a must-win game when he's the only guy giving you energy, the only offensive option that's really reliable the entirety of the season, it's baffling. It's, it's been a tough year. It's been a very tough year. But it's on everyone. It's on the players. We can see it's now on the coaches. It's, and I don't know really what else to say. I mean, we're going to turn the page. Like, listen, Will was texting me the other day. Like, I, we, we can't be doing this the rest of the season just, you know, beating this dead horse of a basketball team. Like, the season's over. I mean, there's no tournament. Yeah, we could lie to each other and say they could sweep the Indiana-Purdue-Maryland gauntlet and get one of Michigan-Ohio State and Illinois. But, like, guys, they're getting tuned up in these games. Tuned up in these games. Like, it's... It's not going to happen, and it's time that we just start talking to you guys like adults about it because, well, it's the only way to handle it. All right. We'll be back with even more fun uh, in the second segment. No, actually, second segment's going to be even worse. You guys are going to hate me for this one. Um, but first, uh, guys, i got to talk to you about the fine folks at betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Guys, if you listen to our Fade Friday segment over the weekend, uh, I took Nate Lashley at 40-1 to 1 odds. And if you also watched a Pebble Beach Pro-Am on Sunday, you saw that Nate Lashley 
triple bogeyed the third to last hole to screw me out of those winnings. But hey, that's okay. Still love you anyway, Nate. You had a great performance at the 2019 Rocket Mortgage Classic. All right, guys, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are still in full swings. And BetOnline even covers award TV and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. If you listen to our Super Bowl prop bet show, you know that's the truth. Guys, I got you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% with a welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% of free cash. How do you do that? Promo code locked on, all one word. That's promo code locked on, all one word for 50% off. Welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. You're online, sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Spartans. You know that already. Uh, but what about the rest of the sports? The Locked On Now Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, guys. It's hosted by the great Paul Bukowski. And it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Cast. Guys, it really is a good podcast. I mean, you just wake up and before your coffee's even done brewing in the pot, bang, you're up to speed on all things sports. All right, guys, um, I told you that I was not going to have a friendly second segment. Um, you're going to be missing Will by the end of this one because, uh, boy, is, your, is yours truly on this end of the microphone going to be getting negative here. Yeah, sorry, uh, in advance. Now, why, you may say? We know everything about the season. We know that they're missing the tournament. We know that there's a lot of underwhelming players. We know that things are going wrong. No, 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 guys. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to talk about next season. We're going to talk about next season, the 2021-2022 season. And also tied to this year. Don't worry. I mean, I'm not completely giving up uh, dogging on this team yet. Um, But... You guys, uh, if you're on Twitter or if you know me, you know that I am uh, heavily addicted to that wonderful app or even sports talk radio. You'll listen to it or message boards or what have you guys. You'll you'll hear people be like, oh, well, hey, next year's going to be fine. I'm like, I'll just wait till next year. I'm like, hey, next next year's right around the corner. Hey, guys, whoa, whoa hold on. Oh, yeah, this year sucks, but oh, thank God for next year. Oh, we got, um, yeah, Pierre Brooks coming. Max Christie, Jaden Akins, all fine recruits. Cannot wait for them to come in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to dog on them. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, we could have Imani coming in. Could have uh, Enoch Boashi coming in. Um, okay. Yeah, we could. Tell me uh, where the leader is on this team. Um, this is one of these conversations that uh, cut heavily, obviously, against analytics and everything. Uh, this isn't in the stat sheets on the box scores on Ken Palm. It's something that we've all been seeing over the course of the season, guys, is that where's the leader on this team? Follow the leader. Where are they? I mean... Sure, the last year we had Cassius. I mean, was he a vocal leader? No, not necessarily. But that was a guy good enough, hungry enough, a big enough dog where everyone can see him on the court, see what he was all about, follow his lead, take after him. MSU doesn't have that this year. They don't have a leader. And, of course, you can have a vocal leader. You go back to the days of Tum Tum Nairn, if you will. Ooh, yeah, there we go. 
Uh, Travis Trice, great leader. I mean, guys, and of course, we could pull out the obvious one. Draymond Green. Or even before the Trice and the Green era, like we talk about the 2014-13 team all around, like that was just a team full of vocal guys. Get in your face when you blow a defensive assignment, which you saw more than a handful of in the Iowa game. So we look at next year. Guys, like, point point me that out to the leader of this team. This year has no one. Henry is a good player. He's fine, but he's not good enough where everyone can look at him and be like, oh, yeah, hey, let's follow this guy. Like, it's not a dig against Henry. It's more probably a dig against everyone else for not seeing that and following it. But at the same time, like, there's, there's nothing there. No one's vocal. Blown defensive assignment. No one's chewing anyone out. Where does that come next year? Let's say Aaron Henry leaves. Josh Lankford's gone. And if those are your top two leaders in the clubhouse right now on this team, like, oh, man, what's happening next year? Tell me who's the leader. Is it Gabe Brown? No. Bingham? No. Lakithier? Foster Lawyer? No. Hauser? Like, that. Rocket, Malik, stop me when you hear a name that uh, just jumps out to you as a, ooh, get in your face, uh, get right in your grill leader. Marble, Matty Sissoko, A.J. Hogard, any of the freshmen coming in next year? Like, guys, like, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to dig on these kids. Like, individually, they're all awesome. I, I, I love each kid off the court, like, <laughs> like I, I'm sure like a lot of you do. They all seem like great kids. They all seem like nice kids. Really rooting for them. Really hate to see them have this kind of a season. They're all nice and whatnot. But you know what? Ironically, that could be the issue with this year's team, too. They are all nice. They're all meek. They're all kind of just, oh, hey, let's have something. Yeah, let's have fun. Let's, you know, okay. Hey, woo, all right. Oh, hey, anyone want to be the bad guy? <laughs> no, no. Um, ironically, that, that, that could be the reason why MSU is where they are today. Like, lack of leadership. And I don't see where that comes in next year. If you do think that someone comes in next year, like, please reach out to me, Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports. Another thing that's not coming next year, guys, and I'm going to touch this carefully because we get in the whole game of speculation and whatnot. So, like, I don't mean to speculate, but allow me to speculate here for the next three minutes. Um, it's the whole transfer thing. I, like, it's all that we can do at this point of the season, right, is hoping that Imani and Enoch reclassify. And, of course, you're going to need some guys to leave. Um, to make room for those two players. Any way you want to slice it up, fine. Uh, we lose, what, Hoiberg maybe loses his scholarship next year. Langford leaves, Henry leaves. Any way you want to slice it up. Um, I'm going to see you also probably could lose a few players here, do some addition by subtraction, if you will. And there are names being thrown around all over, uh, namely... The Clarkson connection of Kithier and Lawyer are two guys that uh, I see all the time pop up. Like, hey, they got to leave to make room for the next two guys. Here, here's here's the worry. Here's the concern. Sure, it'd benefit the team. Team would probably be better. I mean, listen, hand up. My takes on Foster Lawyer have aged horribly. Uh, Kithier, I mean, he does little things right. You need a lot more than little things, though, at this stage of basketball. Um, the team would be better off, probably, maybe. But here's what we got to think about. Does it benefit them to leave? What are they leaving for? What's, what's Kithier? Yeah, you want to transfer for more playing time. Kithier's getting that. He's getting his minutes. Is it a lot? No, it's not. But you're getting important minutes in Big Ten play. 
what greener pastures are Foster is Foster going to go to? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, he could ball out at Oakland. He could, you know, probably do some work at Central, as a lot of people have speculated. Guys, he, he's a captain on this team. He's starting that point guard. He's logging a good chunk of minutes here. What, what's the incentive for them to leave? Like, I know that everyone on Twitter and probably message boards and it's just at the bar. Well, okay, I guess bars aren't open, but you get my point here. Like, when you're talking, it's like, oh, the X player needs to leave, this player needs to leave. Like, I don't think they think so. I don't think they think that. Why would they? <laughs> like, what's, what's the benefit on their end? So we talk about who's going to transfer next year, and we'll hammer this tomorrow. Um, I want to bring this up on Take Tuesday with Will. He's a smarter guy than me, obviously, so he can speak better to it than I ever can. But I can see literally anyone transferring next year. I don't think it's like, oh, hey, it's going to be this guy or this guy, or maybe even this guy. Like, no, I think you look at this roster – Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, Thomas Kithier, Foster Lawyer. Not Joey Hauser. He's probably the only one I can't see. Rocket Watts, Malik Hall, Julius Marble, Maddie Sissoko, A.J. Hogard. I think they all could transfer. Like, I know that room's got to be made next year. And they're probably not happy with how this season's been going. Of course, I think any of them can transfer. But do I think that they're all the same chance of transferring? No, I don't think Sissoko has the same chance of Rocket, for example. Or Rocket has the same chance of Bingham, for example. But... Yeah, like, who's going to go? Yeah, I know that some people have their names circled out there. It might not be them. Probably won't be them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so, yeah, uh, I don't mean to be Mr. Poo Poo, but allow me to be Mr. Poo Poo here and just uh, point out that, hey, next year, <laughs> sure, you're going to get some talent. Yeah, Max Christie, five-star. Woo, Jaden Akins, just electric player. Pierre Brooks having a great, great high school season and also going to be an awesome Spartan dog here. Um... Don't know if that's going to be enough. I think you need intangibles like leadership here next year. Um, so stay tuned to see what's going to happen with that. All right. Who's in a good mood, everyone? Awesome. Great. All right. Um, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. Uh, all right, guys. We will be back. But first, I got to talk to you beautiful people about the great protein bar called Build Bar. Build Bar. Guys, you've heard us talk about Build Bar for months months and do you know why it's because we don't want to lie to you we love built bar i love built bar i love the built uh boost drink powder that slaps as well but guys they have 18 amazing flavors uh going from caramel brownie apple almond crisp raspberry german chocolate mint brownie salted caramel that's just a third a third of the great flavors that they have and guys not only are they sensational but they are good for you like let's take the coconut almond one for example that's one of my favorites 17 no i lied to you already 18 grams of protein there we go now we're back i was reading the cherry barcia one excuse me 180 calories five grams of sugar five grams net carbs and guys they have coconut brownie chunk bars for a limited time hop on that i had one the other day and i i felt sheepish that i was having this before workout it felt like i was just lying to myself but then uh, i just hop on the exercise bike banged out a workout of a lifetime guys it is awesome and you know what's even more awesome is their promo code 20 percent off your first order at builtbar.com use promo code locked on all one word that is locked on and you will get 20 percent off your next order Promo code locked on, 20% off, builtbar.com. 
Don't miss the biggest stories from around college football as Monday's Lockdown College Football host Candace Cooper interviews the local experts on the biggest stories from around the nation. Get the in-depth analysis and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked On College Football. Guys, subscribe to Locked On College Football wherever you get podcasts because college football can't come soon enough. Uh, We know this. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. Speaking of college football, guys, I reached out on Twitter for some mailbag questions knowing that uh, I was going to be in a pickle without Will here. So thank you all for submitting questions. Uh, Someone submitted a question to me. Let's see if I can pull it up really quick. Uh, This was from, as I'm stalling for time here, this was from Taylor Anderson. He asked, why are you the way you are? Um, This is not a five-hour long podcast. I don't have time to get into all that. Uh, However... Bradley Hoos hit me up with a recruiting question, and I'm sure Will uh, is going to hear me taking this recruiting question and jump in his seat being like, what are you doing without me right now? But you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to give it a spin here. <laughs> All right. So Bradley asked, what is the highest, or who rather, is the highest in-state ranked recruit, numeric in-state ranking, not star ranking, that we land as part of 2022? Um, I'm assuming he meant football there. And this also ties into some news here that happened late in the week here. Uh, Alex Van Summeren from Essexville, Michigan. He plays for Essexville Garber. He is a four-star defensive tackle, has been committed to Michigan for a hot minute skirt until late last week when he decommitted on Twitter. That is four-star Alex Van Summeren decommitting from the University of Michigan on Twitter. Um... That's not the only Van Summeren to be parting ways with the program over in Ann Arbor. Uh, Also, Ben Van Summeren from Essexville, of course. Uh, They probably grew up in the same house, as one could infer. Uh, Class of 2018 prospect. He was a three-star, the number 12-ranked kid in Michigan. Uh, Ranked as an athlete. uh, I guess tight end would be the position that you'd classify him in. He is transferring from Michigan. And also, news broke that he is between. Michigan State, Indiana, and Arizona, and wants to make a quick decision here with where he is going to transfer. If I could put two and two together, if Ben comes to Michigan State, maybe it's a whole family connection here, baby. Maybe you just bring Alex with you. Bring your younger brother. It's going to be a great time. I went to college with my younger brother. It was awesome. We had the time of our lives there. <laughs> I mean, whew, good times. Um, so Alex Van Summeren, defensive tackle, the number four ranked kid in the state of Michigan for the class of 2022. That is probably, and again, I'm not an expert. I'm definitely not as plugged in as Will is either. It's probably a name to keep an eye on as well. Um, The kids ranked in front of him, Miles Rouser, safety out of Belleville, uh, Joshua Burnham out of Traverse City Central, and then Will Johnson um, out of Gross Point South. I I don't know what's going to happen with those kids, but just the smoke around the Van Sermeren family name leads me to believe that, hey, this could be something. Um, Also right behind him is Dylan Tatum. Uh, He's been seen just in pictures with a lot of MSU paraphernalia, so that's enough for me to get excited about it. Um, Certainly no one's ever worn MSU gear and then not picked the Spartans when it's time to sign the letter of intent. (laughs) That's never happened. Um, Listen, we got Tayshaun Tranick, Antonio Gates Jr. There is a good, good haul of solid prospects in the state of Michigan coming up. There are 10 kids ranked four-star or higher 
Um, there are 14 kids ranked the high three star or even higher. So yeah, there's going to be a lot to haul or a lot to reel in here in the state of Michigan uh, for recruiting in 2022. And guys, uh, I just got to talk about this because uh, it's really the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Uh, McAllister Wells, awesome listener. Interacts with us all the time on Twitter. We love when that happens. Uh, he reached out with a question. Okay, so first game back in MSU, over under on your blood alcohol crossing Mun to walk into the game. I'm going to be a responsible uh, .08. I don't know. Uh, no, listen. Ever since this whole COVID thing started uh, last March, which we're all almost coming on the one-year anniversary of, which is absolutely insane, especially thinking that you know, a handful of us, myself included, uh, thought it would be like a three-week thing in the first day or two of the whole shutdowns. Um, when you realize that, like, okay, this could actually go a few weeks, uh, a few months, like, okay, like, for me, and I'm sure a lot of you, tailgating has been a light at the end of the tunnel. Just getting back to Spartan Stadium, thousands of fans, just pitching the tents, rolling up with the trailers, getting the crockpots all out, get, get, wheeling out the coolers by the dozen out of the cars, and just having a great time. Like, that, that, is, that is my light at the end of the tunnel. So, that Youngstown State game. I'm almost scared of, actually, to, to, to shoot you all straight. My good buddy, he has something called the fear. And it's when you look forward to an event, like let's say you're going out with the boys or like you're just going to you know, have this great family holiday party or you're going on this vacation where you know that you got an all-inclusive bar after you. You just know that debauchery is going to happen, some shenanigans, and like you're just, you're just scared of A, the unknown, and B, the impeding hangover that – looms over your head guys i i i have the fear i have the fear the fear is deep deep in me right now for the september 11th game against the penguins of youngstown state um i'll come in saying like hey you know we're gonna keep it under control we're gonna be okay but that first time i hear the dulcet tones of pitbull's fireball uh all bets are off at that point i'm sorry it's we're, we're off to the races once i see all you beautiful people there in our green and white getting ready to watch msu beat youngstown state by 10 points thanks to a late game icing touchdown by Ricky White. <sighs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff I look forward to, man. Like, I don't I don't know what it is for you guys. If you guys have something else MSU related that you look forward to, whether it may, maybe going back in Breslin Center next year, or maybe just here in the marching band, the walk into the stadium, like, mine's simple. Mine is just being under a tent with my family, my friends, and usually roughly up to like 40 people I've never met in my entire life. But you know what? It's all a great time, and we're all loving each other, and it's just a fantastic time because, you know what? We're a Spartan family. We're all having just the time of our lives. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get back to that. God, that's a great question. And now I'm just going to be staring at the ceiling the rest of the night just thinking about tailgating because I'm not going to be thinking about this basketball team for, <laughs> for, for much longer, at least not... <sighs> my own will um all right guys thank you so much for uh tuning in today I, I know this is a tough season i know it's probably just tough to listen to just me uh, over the course of 30 minutes but thank you so much guys for your time R- really love it you guys are the best listeners out there you got you know what if i could pick one fan base to be uh, a fan of a failing team over i think it'd be michigan state i think it'd be michigan state um guys i'm gonna send you off on your way with some trivia it is february 15th it's a monday and I lied to you, it's actually a fact. In 2019, Spartan senior Ellen DiPietro won the Big Ten Indoor High Jump Championship. Whomst amongst us can forget. All right, guys, tune in tomorrow. We got some Take Tuesday. We'll, we'll probably be back in the pod. I'll bail them out of the Lansing area jail. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, guys.
Go Green. Love you all.